Pop Talk Series 2. Interview with Steve Unger and Peter in L.A. and Mary in Arizona. Welcome, everyone. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Hello, everybody. How are you? So anyway, we're going to start off with a few uh, quick questions. Thanksgiving's coming up. This will be aired on Thanksgiving. So, uh, Peter, uh, how's it going in L.A.? Anything new? Well, yes. the Thanksgiving um, occurs. Well, you know what? Uh, as a whole United States of America and pretty much the whole world, we are hitting really, really hard times as far as COVID-19, you know. So, you know, uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, I'm staying at home, you know, I'm going to do traditional uh, Thanksgiving dinner, but I'm just going to, you know, like uh, get some food and, uh, you know, like uh, eat at home, you know, so, and uh, nobody's traveling as far as my family, you know, so we're staying home. So, uh, you know, Los Angeles is in pretty bad shape at this point, to be honest with you, to answer your question. Too bad, man. Hey, Steve, how do you feel about this Thanksgiving? Anything, any plans coming up for the family? Yeah, I'm going to the strip club. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm having fucking Thanksgiving, man. I, I'm, I'm either going to the casino and letting them do all the cooking, or I'm going to have a big old shindig here at my place. I, I, uh, I can't make decisions for you know other people's health and their concerns, but uh, myself personally, and most of the people around me, uh, we're just not buying into the scamdemic of this whole thing. Uh, you know, I mean, I know it's real. I know it's real, and I know people get sick from it, and people die from it, but they get sick and die from the flu just as well. Yeah, we lost a lot of venues here in Washington State. Um, hey, Mary, how's your venues there? Are they, they pretty wrapped down, shut down? What's going on in, in Arizona? No, they're starting to open back up. Um, there's a band in Tucson is doing a show tomorrow oh, okay. night. They open up and they're almost done, huh? No, we're going. Like in California, it's all locked up in Cali in Washington, Oregon. Yeah, we're going to a show on the 28th in Tucson. Okay. I was going to ask Peter again about uh, when you say it's bad in, in L.A., are you telling me that you guys, how's, how's the fines? I heard you guys get fines if you don't have masks on in, in California or in L.A.? You know what, I, I didn't hear about fines, uh, but you know, uh, when you go to, let's say, like grocery store or Home Depot or any kind of uh, supermarket, you know, uh, you are required to wear mask, you know, otherwise uh, security uh, people, they will not let you in, you know, so, but I did not hear about fines to answer your question, but uh, it's getting, you know, uh, predictions are, uh, especially from our governor, uh, 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 here in California, that uh, Los Angeles is going to hit pretty hard in next month or two. Uh, so, <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> well, it kind of sounds like our governor. He went to Hawaii. Yeah. He shut us all down. We can't get any venues over, yeah. what, 30 people? You know, not at all. You can't, all gone now. you can't go sit in a restaurant right now. you got to order food to go. Yeah, it's all delivery. How are we going to do delivery? Right. You're not supposed to have Thanksgiving <laughs> with your family, but yet that prick takes off and has she's partying in fucking Hawaii with a bunch of people for Thanksgiving. Do you think Middle Church could do a delivery concert? <laughs> 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 they call it. Oh, hello. Jesus. Oh, hello. It's going to work out so well. Middle Church goes caroling. <laughs> It's on a big, huge uh, block, like a, a trailer, big, yeah. big semi. I already <laughs> see my guy. Jingle bells, jingle bells, <laughs> jingle all the way. 
different bed on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I, mean, we, I, I don't know. The ideas are many, but uh, but I, I think to not be so, somber about it, I think you know we're doing talk shows now, and hell, I know Steve and, and the boys here, Sin Circus, they've already had a few interviews on a few podcasts. I think if we can start keep going with the live concerts online, that might be a shot. I mean. I'd not do anything besides not do anything, not not doing yeah. music, you know. Well, yeah, luckily, I, I got to say thanks to people like you for, you know, at least, uh, at, at the very least, you know, keeping, uh, you know, people in their views and, uh, you know, talking about their band and what they're doing yeah, and yeah. open for, you know, and, you know so, so thank you guys for keeping this kind of thing going. Yeah, indeed, indeed, Steve, uh, you know, I absolutely agree, you know, especially nowadays, you know, modern technology allows us to do, you know, live on YouTube, on Facebook, or Instagram, or uh, elsewhere, you know, so uh, we have to take advantage of this modern technology, because we cannot get up on the stage front of five people, 5,000 people, 50,000 people, you know, like we are used to, right, Steve, you know, so, so we gotta do what we gotta do, right? Yeah, I mean, it's either gonna come to, uh, you know, as they say, except this is the new norm, which I am not going to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's the new way of things, you know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm not interested in it. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Steve. You know, I'm the same way. You know, like, when you're in front of uh, 5,000 people, you know, House of Blues or 3,000 people, or 50,000 people start somewhere in a big-ass uh, festival, you know, it's a whole different atmosphere, you know, so imagine yourself being on the stage, you know, front of uh, three, four, five, six cameras, you know, and uh, broadcasted by YouTube or Facebook or uh, elsewhere on internet, you know, there is not that energy, you know, and you still as a professional musician, you know, the same like I do, you know, uh, it, it's not the same, but unfortunately, you know, this is like super like a breakdown for us musicians you know being used to be on the stage front of thousands of people and now nothing nothing so i hear you i i i feel the same way yeah this is uh this is the the longest period of time i've gone without doing a show in my entire life Uh, you gotta come do it yeah, well, Arizona, Texas, I think. Actually, I'm coming to Arizona Saturday, so uh, let's go do something. Yeah, I think I'm just coming from Arizona. I didn't, uh, yeah, what part of Arizona are you in? Uh, I'm in the southeastern corner. I'm closer to Tucson. Ah, well, I'm flying into Phoenix Saturday. Oh, man. Gotta get some fun. Somehow. <laughs> We're out in Phoenix. <laughs> Washington. Yeah, Steve wants the sun. Uh, one thing I point out to you there, Peter, uh, is I know that you are pretty much stuck in your studio. I call you all the time. You're always in the studio. I think, unlike a few of us here that like to move around no matter what, climb a mountain, whatever, that's like I did. Um, how do you feel about being in the studio? How long have you been in the studio? And when do you want to do a show? I'm sure you want to do a show anytime you can, right, Peter? Uh, yes. Okay, so I'm going to answer a question uh, number one. Uh I've been, my last gig was on January 31st when I was uh, finishing Southern California tour here in, uh, you know, the, it was between San Diego and uh, Santa Barbara, uh, up and down. So, and I was, uh, I was scheduled for another tour in May, obviously it didn't happen, but, uh, you know, I took advantage, uh, to be honest with you, to answer your uh, other question, uh, advantage of uh, being on lockdown so-called as far as uh, not being able to get up on the stage and perform so i decided to work on four different albums like i mentioned in 
previous conversations that we had uh, or interviews, you know. So, and, uh, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I have a family, you know. So, uh, I have to make sure that it's not only me, but it's my family who is safe. And uh, uh, I'm very happy, you know, to work on four different albums, you know, this year, 2020, you know, which is fucking ridiculous, you know, four, four albums, like Steve can tell you, you know, that's, that's almost impossible. But you know what? I'm just happy in my recording studio. I'm all set, you know, and I do everything, you know, what I can do in a recording studio. And once when doors open up, you know, so we can go to play Coachella or uh, Wacken in Germany or any other festivals around the world or uh, big concerts, you know, then we're going to be ready and people's going to be hungry for music. And, you know, we're going to pack the motherfucking stadiums. Yeah, I, I see. Uh, I see one of well, one thing that I actually think is going to happen is because people uh, have been deprived of entertainment of live music for so long. When it does come back, I think that everybody, and myself included, I mean, I know when I was on tour, and uh, you know, it's like night thirty-six of the uh, you know seventy-eight tour, and you're just like, oh my god, another show. We're only halfway through it. And, you know, you kind of, uh, even though you love doing it, you enjoy doing it, you enjoy your time up on stage, and you enjoy meeting the fans and doing your thing, sometimes, you know, it becomes a drain on you, and you're just like, man, I wish I was at home just chilling with my family and watching TV and hanging out with my dog and my cat, uh, but, you know, I got 36 more shows to do, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm ever going to take it for granted like that again, and I think from the perspective of the fan and the people that come and support the shows, I think that, you know, we probably got a good two-year run before everybody uh, kind of forgets what it was like. Uh, and I think that people are going to start coming out and seeing shows, going to the, the bar gigs, and, uh, you know, like I say, uh, people have a short memory, and uh, they, they forget shit real quick. So I imagine about two years into having live music back, then it'll be back to the way it was, where everybody's like, well, how come you don't go out and support live music? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, Steve. And uh, you know, you, you, you are so right. Uh, the, 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 because uh, people are, like I was saying before, they're gonna be hungry because now they are stuck at home. And hopefully, if we get this vaccine, at least well, in the United yes. States, you know, by Pfizer or the other company, you know, by the end of this year, you know, and uh, so then we can open up. And then, you know, these people, everybody's like, you know, all my friends, my fans, they, they's like, oh my God, I can't stand this. I would, I, I wish I could just go to local show, uh, uh, you know, uh, some bar like tribute band, you know, you know, or cover band or whatever, you know, so they, they're getting hungry and it's going to get, you know, better and better for us musicians, you know, eventually at some point. And like you said, Steve, you know, so yeah, I got 36 uh, shows to do oh my god i wish i could be with my family you know but nowadays you know you're gonna be thinking like oh my god i want to get back up there back out there and be on national tour at least usa if not you know canada or mexico or international tour which is six months eight months roughly so uh you know so we're gonna be hungry for that i'm already ready yep uh, I, I i am too and uh, i mean you said your last show was on new year's eve I, I also did a show on New Year's Eve, but uh, I did two shows uh, this year. I was lucky enough to do a couple of shows in uh, Sturgis in August. Uh, yeah, that's fun about. Yeah, that was with my uh, the Yelp show that I do called the Live Eighty Five, and uh, we did two shows out, out there in South Dakota. Yeah, my felt good to be back on the stage again. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's unique. I mean, that's had the opportunity either. So, 
I mean, people can say they played, they played in 2020. In the summertime. <laughs> yeah. January, 30, January 31st. January 31st. Uh, so that was my last show in San Diego. Yeah. I think mine was August 9th and 10th. We did two shows. And then Santa Circus played on the 11th. So uh, we all, both bands, Alive 85 and Santa Circus, were able to play shows. So uh, I played uh, two at a place called Glencoe. And uh, Sin Circus opened up for uh, Fozzie. Fozzie. Yeah, you know, uh, Chris Jericho. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They opened up for Chris Jericho at the Iron Horse um, Saloon, which was a really cool show. Pretty well-known facility. Oh, that's right downtown on the main street. Yeah, yeah. There. Just, yeah, there was a fuck down there. There was a weird protest with the uh, uh, Black Lives Matters or Tifa or something like that. Oh, yeah, and Tifa got chased out of town for <laughs> five minutes. What did you that when you were there? Poor pricks. I was a bike or side by comparison. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they did. They, they came in on a bus, and uh, yeah, they, they actually... Those skinny fucks had the balls to go kick over a motorcycle. Oh my god! <laughs> you got red and whites, and you got gargoyles, and you got every bike club all joined in forces to go beat the piss out of a skinny little fucking white guy while he's wearing black. So the cops save them, basically. The cops had to come in and fucking save, save them and fucking help them get out of town before they got fucking drawn and quartered. It was great. Is that shit what happened in the city? I don't know. Oh, this North Dakota or South Dakota? South Dakota. South Dakota, yeah. You actually went to uh, the, the big mount, uh, Mount Rushmore. Rushmore, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, uh, I've, been, I've been there several times. Usually, uh, you know, my girl and I, we ride out from Seattle. We take the Harley and we, we do the trip out to Sturgis and, you know, spend 10, 12 days. Nice. Yeah, it's, we, we, you know, it takes three or four days getting there and taking our time, having a good time, and then we party there for like seven days and then take another three or four days to get back home, and it's... It's awesome. It's an awesome experience. Oh, wow. Hey, next year, Steve, Hi. take your Harley out, and we'll meet up with you on ours and ride out together. There you go. I did not know you were a Harley driver, Mary. I'm learning more and more about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got one. Yeah, we got one. kind of the American thing to do on Harley Davidson, right? That's it. Yeah. I've been riding on it since I was five. I started writing. Fucking wild, wild west, baby. That's it. Well, Arizona's kind of, I mean, just the Tucson, I mean, I've heard a lot of good people in Tucson, so. Now we know that Mary's in that area. Oh, yeah, we got, oh, I can't even think of how many clubs we have around Sierra Vista. We got and they're of. holding on, surviving. You tell me that we actually got clubs surviving in Arizona. Oh hell yeah! I think the last uh, the last time I played in Arizona, we played a place called Club Red. Oh, Club Red's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's got like two venues inside of it. Yeah. Yeah, two showrooms. Yeah, yeah, that's the place we played. Yeah, we were there last year in October. Um, we Not were invited to jump on the Mushroom Head tour. She's a booker. You're a booker, aren't you, Mary? You book shows as well down there, right? Yeah, I do some booking, but I'm mostly, you know, band and tour management, and I do promotions. And then Chris, my husband, is our photographer. Cause our company is Smoke and Fire Productions. Well, what can I... Get busy, book me some shows. 
There it is. I put on my Elvis suit, come down, go, oh, wait, very much, baby. Breaking news. Two days of work when we got the Chronic Corona going on. Yeah, I ain't afraid. I'm afraid. Book the show. We're coming. <laughs> oh, awesome. Because I'm working on booking a show probably in January or February, and Angelus is going to come down, and they want to play in Tucson. That's a bitch, you. Yeah. I'm in. Peter, let's be ready. Let's be ready, Peter. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm in. You know, so uh, as, as long as we get uh, I get a vaccine... I'm getting back up on the stage. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm 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 staying in the backstage. Get up on the stage. Get the fuck out of the stage like I always do, and just go fucking to tour bus or home. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you used to play with Prince, so you must be itchy to play more shows. Ah, uh, yeah, that was twenty years ago. Oh my god, time flies. It seems like it was like yesterday. You know, I miss guys so bad, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's a fucking baby. Yeah, that was 2002. Yeah, uh, almost 20 years ago, to be honest. So, uh, 18 years ago. So, but anyways, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, I miss playing shows. And uh, even if it's a small gig, you know, as long as people appreciate the band or venue, you know, whatever is going on, event, you know, that yeah, counts, you know. So, mm -hmm. like, I played, I played from the five people sometimes, you know. Yeah, I, I think we all have, you yeah. know, sometimes you're ashamed to say it, but I mean, it is what it is. And the thing about, the thing that's always been cool about Metal Church and my other thing, Alive 85, Ants and Circus, we've all got this thing going. It's like, listen, it doesn't matter if there's five people or 50,000 people, those five people paid their fucking money to come see you kick ass. Yeah, you exactly. Put the same show for five people as you do for the 50,000 people. I, I know inside you're like, God, nobody likes us anymore. We're, we're washed up. We might as well just get day jobs. <laughs> Cut our fucking hair and dude die. Fuck this. We got five people came to the show tonight. But uh, you know what? Those five people, uh, you know, put on the show. They ain't coming back next time. That's for sure. That's for it. Can I ask a question for Steve, please? You sure can. Steve, uh, when was Metal Church established? What year? When? Yeah, right. Uh, 84. 84. 84. 84. 84. Because, you know what? Uh, I. Okay, so I'm 46 years old, so uh, communism, fell, <laughs> communism fell down when I was 15 in 1989. I was born in 1974. Uh, but, you know what? Like, uh, uh, when Iron Maiden came out, Metallica, Slayer, uh, and I could go with bands on and on and on, you know, Metal Church was one of the bands in the mid-80s, we were like, holy shit, this is a cool shit, like, this, this is really good, really good, really good, you know, so, uh, I remember that made, you know, since uh, mid-80s, you know, I was probably like 12 years old, in 1986, you know, first time we got, uh, you know, cassettes, if you remember back then, before CDs came out, See, this came out like around yep. 86 or so. So, Metal Church, and uh, we had LPs, you know, so uh, that's why I was asking you the question uh, when it was established, because uh, uh, I remember that since I was Peter? Yes. You're behind the Iron Curtain around that time, right? You were still in the Soviet bloc? Yeah, we were still until 1989 uh, uh, under Soviet bloc, communism. And it was really hard to get any kind of uh, heavy, heavy metal music uh, because we would have to smuggle it 
from Budapest, uh, uh, Hungary. Where you from? Where were you from? Uh, Slovakia, former Czechoslovakia. Yeah, yeah, we we've been there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, you know what's crazy is like when you go to uh, Berlin and you can you can see. I mean, you know, sections of the wall are still there just so you can see that there was a wall, but most of it's broke down. But like when you go to your hotel and you get up like in the 18th, 20th floor and you look out, you can physically see where the line used to be because on one side shit's all bright and colorful and then just across that line everything is like dark and gray and identical buildings and it, I mean it just it yeah. looks like you went from Disneyland to a battleship right yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah. it is Steven you know what uh, it was really really bad you know, back then so uh, you know I remember I was 15 years old old enough you know, to remember all the stuff, and I said, like, you know what, I'm getting fuck out of here, no matter what, you know, <laughs> I'm going to America, I'm going to America, America you know, to, to, to live my American dream, you know, and, uh, I, I, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, Steve, you know, uh, honestly, like, uh, I, I, I told this to Troy and uh, Matt before, if it was of his country, United States or America, I would never, ever, 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 ever accomplish what I accomplished here. Not in Europe, you know, and especially not back in fucking communism that sucked motherfucking ass, you know, so it was horrible, you know, so, anyways. Yeah, but, you know, on, 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 the side, on the flip side of that, you know, you, you got lucky and you got out of it and you were able to do something with it, but on the flip side of that, you go back to those countries now, where they put on festivals and shit, those fucking people that live there are so fucking happy and dude, they just want to rock. It's like music is like food for their soul. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that Hellfest. is true. Yeah, yeah, we did Hellfest, uh, was it last year? Is that something that Nicholas Blast set up? Uh, I don't know who actually has Sabaton or one like, of those bigger bands like Nightwing. No, Hellfest is owned by a guy that owns the property and Hellfest is the one and only festival ground in uh, Europe that that's all that they ever do with that property right 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 and uh, I played there with Metal Church probably two or three times and then I played there uh, I'm not sure was it last year or maybe the year before with Last Temptation and uh, uh, it's to me Huh. Hellfest is probably like one of the coolest festivals in Europe. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, just because the grounds, they got these big metal statues and they got fucking fire. What was that cruise ship show? Did you like that cruise ship show a few years back with uh, Sabaton and the 7,000 tons? Well, we've done, we've done several cruise ship shows. We've done uh, 70,000 tons two times. We've yeah. done Monsters of Rock twice. How long does that go for? A few, like two days? Like five days. Five yeah. days, okay. That's yeah, and then cool. the last thing we did was January, we did uh, uh, Mega Cruise. Wow. Yeah, that was cool. How many bands are on that one? Oh, shit, there was, there was us and Queensryche and fuck. Uh, I can't remember all the bands. Uh, Quite a few? It was, it, it was kind of strange because it was the Mega Cruise. Yeah. Megadeth wasn't there because uh, Dave Mustaine was going through that throat cancer thing. Okay. Oh. So his band was there and they would like do sit-in sessions with like other bands and oh, you know, wow. just kind of carry the, the Megadeth flag and everything. We're still flying the Megadeth flag but Dave yeah. Mustaine wasn't there and they didn't actually play as Megadeth. Huh. Yeah. Which was a shame. I mean, the Megacruise without Megadeth was kind of uh, a bummer. 
whatever, but, you know, everybody, it's, it's hard to have a bad time on a cruise ship when everybody's there to rock and roll, so. Now, I've never done Katra, and I know that Peter probably knows more about it, or have you done that? That's California. Oh, Coachella? No, I've, I've not done that one. That's what you've done, right, Peter? What's that like, that festival, by comparison? You know what? Like, here's really a lot of people. You're talking about hundred thousand people plus, or so. You know, so I mean, uh, you know, playing big festivals. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, so uh, what I prefer to play is places like House of Blues, you know, or the Quest of Princess, which is like two thousand, two thousand, three thousand people. The reason why is because these people they really come to actually see you as a virtuoso. To play, you know, just like uh, my my friend Ingrid Malmsteen, for instance, you know, or Tony McAlpine, or Steve Vai, or Joe Satriani, or uh, I could there his names, you know. So, but when, when you go, yeah, when you go to uh, festivals, uh, you know, people are drunk, high. They don't even really know who's on the stage. You know, to be honest with you, they are just they're partying. You know, it's like a big ass party of a hundred thousand people. You know, so I really prefer to play small gigs. You know, when people are like, "Wow, did you really play this? Can you really play this?" You know, instead of like you know a bunch of drunk guys trying to hit on some high girls or whatever. You know, so I. I'm sorry, Mary. Okay, okay. see you or your band they came to see the 60 bands that are on the festival right. and yeah, the difference between that and what you like to do which is i and i totally agree like the house of blues stuff where there's two three thousand fans there and there's only two bands on the bill they came to see you exactly yep. yes indeed steve yep amen for that yeah yes. that's what i appreciate yeah. because you know what you like and they know your songs and they know the words to your songs and they want to stick around and, and meet you after the show and you know uh in a festival situation as soon as you get off the stage you go out you do your you know 40 minute meet and greet and then 
you're forgotten about because now Iron Maiden's on the stage and, you know, that's where everybody's focus is at. Yep. It's the thankfulness of being in a metal band to be that big, right? Oh, well, yeah. It's the appreciation. It's the thankfulness of seeing 180,000. I mean, yeah. that's, you can't, you can't. Yeah. Hey, there's no way you can take that for granted. I mean, yeah, yeah we're amazing. sharing the stages with festivals with bands like Maiden and uh, Priest right. and Kiss. And, I mean, People that I grew up with, their posters on my fucking wall, you know? <laughs> Table and hats. Yeah, and you know, here we are doing shows and shit with them. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of a really cool feeling of, uh, I don't know, self-worth or accomplishment, uh, it, you know? Because, I mean, established, at least. I know, I know before things took off with, with me and Metal Church, uh, you know, this, this is all I wanted to do was share a stage with some of those kind of bands and, like, now it's just what we do. And uh, there's one thing for me is I will never, ever, ever forget where I came from. And I will never take it for granted that, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know like when fans come up and they ask for an autograph or a picture. Uh, I mean, I've done it. I've gone up to guys and said, hey, man, can I get a picture with you? And, they're, you know, they kind of like push you off to the side because you don't have tits or something. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I would never do that to any fan because, yeah. you know. I, I saw know. you take a grandma and actually say, hey, you want to see the show? And I, I saw that show, Mr. Epps, and I was like most respected. I was like, but Steve Walker knows how to take care of people. Yeah, <laughs> I remember where you came from. And you Hell yeah. The people that allow you to do what you do. I mean, Hell if it wasn't yeah. for each one of those fans, you'd, you'd be flipping burgers like fucking everybody else is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, time scenarios, I mean, you gotta be thankful for something. If you're if you're in this business and you see that stuff, you gotta be thankful what what you got yourself into. It all it all counted in the end. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, one thing I really like about that that Alice Cooper uh, told me one time. That was probably like ten years ago or so. Alice Cooper, you were talking about groupies, and uh, I think I mentioned this before in uh, some of our conversations. Yeah, yeah. And Alice Cooper said, like, hey, you know what, Peter? Uh, we were in backstage, uh, and he said, like, uh, you know what, uh, I have a family, I have a wife, I have kids, and five minutes of pleasure, or 30 seconds of pleasure, just because there's a beautiful looking girl, it's not worth to me to jeopardize my life, my family, uh, you know, all together, you know. So, and that was, that was, I was just like, like, wow, this is fucking cool answer, you know, because I, I get asking that question, and... Uh, one time, uh, that was Ozfest, uh, I, I think it was Wisconsin, uh, that was probably like eight, 18 years ago or 16 years ago, uh, sometimes, uh, and obviously... Yeah, you basically got a hole in the, the, the hole. <laughs> so, so, the one thing that I got out of your conversation about Alice Cooper is that he's like a 30 second quick drama gra. <laughs> <laughs> Alice, 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 Cooper, Alice Cooper was, uh, he, he's, he's a very loyal man to his uh, wife and his family. I, 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 I do know that. Alice yeah. Cooper is actually a very cool person, man. Very yeah. loyal, very home-driven. Yeah, because what I want to know about Alice Cooper is, how does he still look like he did 40 years ago? The man doesn't yeah, age. He's, he's, uh, well, we were on the Mega Cruise, what's, it, what's the name of his daughter's band? Oh, oh yeah, he does have a daughter in the music, doesn't she? Yeah, uh, he's got a son in the music industry as well. Google uh, Alice Cooper's daughter's band if you could. 
Take I'm a read on later on in the show. <laughs> They're bad. They're badass. Are they? they are really good, and she's a sweetheart too. There was a few bands that had had like uh, famous people in it. That I was like kind of crazy about. But well, why didn't they bring them up? Like even Iron Maiden, Bruce Dickerson has a son, and he sings. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't seem like the same reason. I don't know what it is, but like a lot of besides your your stuff. Your sons will go all the way, in my opinion. They will go all the way. Sensor will go all the way. Sure. A lot of these other ones, I, I just understand why they don't, they don't just take their boys and say, hey, it's my boys. Mm-hmm. You know, you do that. You literally, well, here's my boys. Let's go. You know, and I don't see a lot of those, those father types doing that with their, with their kids as much. And they're trying to make them just earn it on their well, own, I guess. Unless you're Eddie Van Halen and you just make book right. and right. part of their hand. Yeah, <laughs> You know, I, I learned that uh, I have twins, uh, two boys. They're going to be nine years old in January. Oh, there you go. And uh, right. they, they, they grew up on Slayer and Metallica. You know, so, <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, like, they were like two years old, and, uh, you know, they were listening. Uh, they, I was uh, showing them videos of Metallica and uh, Slayer, and they were just hooked on it like, like freaking glued to it. But uh, here's the deal. So, uh, uh, they know that I can play guitar and uh, some other instruments well. And they are kind of shy to play, you know, in front of me. You know, and I'm trying to teach them, you know. Um, so, and they, they just, you know, they just like, you know, they shy because they think I'm, I'm much better than them. I'm like, hey guys, you know what? Like, uh, I started when I was three years old on piano. You know, so that's okay. You know, you're not going to be a rock star or pop star or rap star or whatever star, you know, uh, uh, overnight. It's going to take a time. You know, you have to learn, you know. So, and yes, yes this is what I, yes, Steve. And uh, this is what I uh, experienced even, for instance, uh, Ingwe, uh, his son, Antonio. Uh, Antonio is probably 24 right now uh, or so. And uh, uh, anyways, uh, he was kind of uh, shy. He said, like, my dad never teaches me guitar. He hires uh, 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 guitar teachers to teach uh, me how to play guitar. Uh, and I'm mm-hmm. like, why? And this, this is like uh, like five years ago, six years ago, when I spoke to him, Antonio, last time. Uh, and uh, it's just like, you know, some kids, you know, if they see you as a as a accomplished musician, it doesn't matter what instrument you play. They kind of like shy, like, oh, my daddy's so good in drums or bass guitar or keyboard or uh, guitar or whatever instrument, you know, so they just get kind of like uh, shy. And that's what I learned about my sons. And this is what I'm trying to teach my students because uh, I teach six different instruments. Uh, uh, guitar, bass guitar, uh, piano, drums, ukulele, and mandolin. So, and uh, that's what I'm trying to teach my students, don't ever be shy, don't ever be intimidated by anybody, you know, there are people that are much better than you because they put, and Steve, you know, as a professional musician, they put their time into it, you know, to practice, you know, so I was practicing eight hours a day, I had a day job, eight hours, I had uh, practice, practicing eight hours, and sleep eight hours, that's 24 hours, that's one day, and, uh, you know, that's, that's how I did it, you know. Uh, so and uh, it takes time and uh, you know just just uh, have to you know be focused on what you're doing and if you want to do it you can become virtuoso no problem you don't have to be you know like they they call us in America shredders I hate that term 
I hate that fucking term, you know. Shredder is a fucking who is shredding cheese or meat, you know. You know, so uh, in Europe, you know, they, they call it virtuoso level, you know, different levels, you know. So virtuoso level right. is the top, 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 right? It doesn't matter if you play bass guitar or violin or uh, guitar or whatever instrument, you know. So, and, uh, so they call us shredders over here, and I hate that term. And uh, uh, it's just like uh, you, you have to decide what you want to do. You want to play lifestyle, rich and the famous, blah 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 blah. Three chords over and over, blah 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 blah. blah. So big, okay, good, okay. It's gonna take you six months to get there, right? Or maybe less, right? Well, the LA pop stream, I guess, of music yeah. and and pop rock, right? Well, yeah. the, the thing about that is people have a very uh, uh, people are very simple-minded. The, the, the mass majority of people, yeah. which is why yeah. you know the, the three chord one is actually go big and they they actually make money uh, because it's what the general population they want to tap their foot and be able to kind of hum and sing along. Uh, you know, you get uh, guitar players like Ingve. Yeah, they're a great guitar player and they can smoke most guitar players under the table. But at the same time, after about. Ten minutes of listening to him, you're like, "Fuck, I can't take any more of this." Exactly, is, exactly, exactly, Steve. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop you for a second because you know what? This is what uh, you know. I've been asked, uh, or I've been told so many times. They, you know, uh, music is like a language. Okay, let's say uh, Steve. Okay, or or, Troy, or Mary. Let's say we're gonna take uh, four different languages. Let's say French. Let's say German. Let's say Russian, and let's say Spanish. Okay, so. And Steve, this is, I'm referring exactly to what you just said. So, you're going to listen to French and German and, uh, what did I mention, uh, Russian and Spanish, you know, for five minutes. And you're going to say, like, oh, that sounds cool, but I don't fucking understand what you're saying. So, you're going to listen to it for five minutes, just like you said. You know, so that's that's the same way how I explained that uh, my students, you know, if you listen to opera, uh, opera, if you listen classical music, flamenco music, or jazz, or blues, or genres that are uh, more technical, you know, uh, you will like it for probably five minutes and say, so, like, it sounds good, but then you're going to lose interest. But this, uh, 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 like, a four-measure hook still, like you were saying, sing it in the shower, <laughs> sing it in the shower, okay, blah, 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 Okay, that's it, you know, everybody's going to pick it up, you know, it's really easy. So you sing in your car, in your shower, you know, whatever. So I, I hear you, what you're saying, Steve. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, one of my favorite bands is Dream Theater. Oh, it is. I mean, I'm, in, I'm almost embarrassed to pick up a bass guitar and stand anywhere around those fucking guys because <laughs> they're just so fucking good. Each guy in that band is so good at what they do that the band is too good. And, you know, talking about what we're talking about here with the simplicity, you just look at, you know, look at their career. What was the height of their career? It was when they busted out with Pull Me Under. Why? Because that was like the easiest, most mainstream song they've ever had. Mm-hmm. So, you, listen, you know, you listen to their album. What was it? The, when that one came out. It was, I think it was Images and Words or Words and Images. Nice. Or yeah, it was early 90s, right? 90s, I think, yeah. Uh, you know, with Pull Me Under. And, uh, 90s, it was like the first four songs on that album were, were like driven towards the general mass public. Right, and right, they were right. commercial, and that's what put them... They even competed with Nirvana, honestly. Well, they, actually, they did. 
they, 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 they came out big. And then, you know, yeah. after the fourth song, you're like, fuck, now this stuff started becoming honest because it's, you yeah. know, it's beyond my comprehension. It's so good. I mean, each guy in the band is all, and it all makes fucking sense, you know, if you, if you write it out on paper, every note is accounted for, it all makes sense, but can the normal person, the normal rock and roll fan, compute that in their mind? No. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, listen, that, 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 let's get a job. I got 20 minutes left of the show, and I wanted to ask a couple of questions, and if you want to ask a couple of questions, and Peter, two more questions, and Steve wants to ask some questions, I'm sure. But my first one is, since we're doing with timelines, let's talk about bands from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Which ones do you guys like, Steve? Well... My, my first, uh, Elvis, of course. Elvis Presley was my very first concert, and yeah. uh, that's what I grew up on. Uh, so, I mean, I, I can't really stay in the 60s because I was born in 69, so I mean, okay. I'm not old enough to remember anything that happened in the 60s, although I now know of bands yeah. like the Beatles yeah. and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, my main influence in the music, of course, I think most people know it by now, is uh, Elvis Presley. And when I was about uh, five years old, my parents actually brought me to see Elvis live in Seattle. Oh, wow. And at, the, at the young age of five, I sat in the fucking audience in complete awe, and I couldn't believe the spectacle that I was seeing. And this was back in the 70s when it wasn't a big fucking stage show with fire and lights and lasers and screens in the back. It was just a simple fucking stage with an Elvis in a big badass fucking charisma and uh, he commanded the stage. Yeah. I knew at five years old what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> and then, and then uh, after that, I discovered Kiss and then I was fucked. Seventies, <laughs> yeah, 70s, 80s. Yeah, when you look around my place, it's, it's you know it's like a kiss shrine here at my house. So, so when you're in your eighties, you're about high school, I figure, or at least junior high, right? I was high school in the eighties, yeah. So what so, were you doing around that junior high time when I was? I think sure your son's there. That we all had a, a feeling of where we we're gonna be. What do you think? Sixteen, eighteen. Where, where you where you at, dude? I was listening to Kiss, White Snake, Motley Crue, Bobby Jovi. Nice. Uh, you know. I, Aerosmith, you know, I was I was listening to all these bands, yeah. Winger, Warrant, fucking, you know, and and that's what you know when I became a musician as far as playing guitar and shit and wanted to be in yeah. a band and everything. Yeah. That's kind of what I was modeling myself. You were driven. I was driven by that, and you know, uh, it's crazy. You say that you grew up uh, playing piano. I actually started playing piano when I was I don't know five years old or so. I think I said a similar thing. Wasn't your father into the violin? I know that Peter's in my violin. My grandfather was the first chair violinist for the Harry James Orchestra. And oh, Peter's cool. the same. He, I think he was the Yeah. So yeah. when when it came to like the fourth grade and you start getting in the school music program right, right, and everything, I was kind of pressured to play the violin. So I was like, fuck it, I guess I'll play the violin. So my grandpa sent me this $2,000 Stradivarius violin. And I'm, you know, to me, it's just a little fucking guitar. <laughs> I used to get trouble the class by you know holding it like a guitar and plucking it and shit. My my uh, teacher would be like, "Unger, you are disrespecting that Stradivari instrument." And I was just like, "Son of a bitch!" And I'm sure that Peter, you were well disciplined in the violin and piano, right? Actually, not the violin. My my grandfather, he was uh, playing violin, but uh, I was uh, father. I can actually get. I I, 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 I I started on piano when I was three years old with my. Uh, my 
she was teaching me how to play basic notes just to, you know, small fingers in three years old, you know, so you cannot do much, you know, but it was cool, it sounded good, you know, on grand piano, so I loved it back in Europe, Eastern Europe, yeah. uh, but to answer your question, uh, Troy, uh, my main influences are uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s, you know, so I'm going to yeah. get back to that uh, really quickly here, so like uh, Steve was saying, Elvis, uh, that's what I was listening uh, back home since I was uh, pretty much born. And ABBA from Sweden, ABBA, A-B-B-A, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah, so that's what I was listening, uh, you know, so I was born in 74, you know, so uh, my, my parents, they loved uh, Elvis and ABBA, you know, and then uh, the Smokey, that was another great band, you know, so, and, uh, uh, you know, so we had only so much uh, 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 available at that time. Point, you know, and then, then I heard Black Sabbath. Nice. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I said, like, this is it. Fuck piano. I want to play guitar. <laughs> I was six. I, I was six years old. So uh, anyway, so when that's that glitch. When you the rock itch there, Peter. <laughs> that was yeah. that was that. You know, so uh, Black Sabbath kind of. Uh, took me away from piano because I was playing Mozart, Mozart by Beethoven, you know, whatever was, uh, you know, when I started uh, piano school in six years old, uh, officially piano school. So, and, uh, and I, I heard Black Sabbath uh, in beginning of 80s or, or 79, 1980. Okay. And uh, so that changed my mind. I wanted to play guitar. And I, you know, my mom got me guitar when I was eight years old, 1982 or so, doing the math. And uh, then in uh, 1985, I heard uh, Halloween band from Hamburg, from Germany. Yeah. And and it was like a very, very uh, melodic power metal band. And I said like, holy shit, I love this. So I got hooked on it. And then at the same time, this was like 1985 or so. Uh, the, the first album, uh, I don't remember, it was EP, but the, uh, the first full album was called Walls of Jericho, and there was a song called Heavy Metal is the Law. Because mm-hmm. you can Google it. Yeah, heavy, me- heavy Metal is the Law. And I'm like, I holy shit. You know, that's when, yeah. that's when I heard about Metal Church, too. Uh, Steve, so, uh, and, uh, yes. and, uh, yes. and then Halloween. <laughs> and, and then I started listening uh, more Metallica. Obviously, I was listening Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden was not really, you know, uh, like, you know, I wasn't crazy about Iron Maiden back then. Halloween was number one. Uh, but uh, then Slayer, when I heard South, uh, no, uh, what is it called? The, the, uh, one of the first albums, uh, South of Heaven. Mm-hmm. South of Heaven. What do you call that one, Yeah, South yeah. of Heaven. When I heard that, and I'm like, I heard these harmonies, I'm like, this is kind of like a classical, uh, almost what I was trained in, mixed with heavy metal, you know? So I got hooked on Slayer, you know? And then, uh, going on, you know, I, I heard Ingray, and I'm like, oh shit, I could never do this. It's bitching. <laughs> uh, I can never, I can never, I can never do this, you know? And I'm doing it now, actually. <laughs> so, but uh, then I heard what about you. How about you ask us some questions? It's going to be your uh, your chance to ask us some questions, Peter. Yes, my question to you, Troy, would be: Yes, I know you have a new band. All right. Well, not new, not, not new, but, 
new members, you, you're working on some stuff, you know, so uh, can you yeah. tell us a little bit more about uh, uh, what you guys do, what genre, what style of music, uh, what are your intentions, yeah. please? My intentions are I'm probably going to have more of a larger band, probably added a five-piece unit, could have keyboards in some songs, rhythm, lead, uh, singer, bass player, I might even play some bass on the side with the drummer. So I've already picked out a, a few good members right now, and I have currently have my writing guitarist, uh, Steve Downing, so me and him are, are working together all the time with new songs. Most of the songs are about uh, current events, but I'm getting a little more creative. I actually got a song about uh, Lemmings, which is a funny animal that's a fall of hills, which is related to society. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, it kind of goes. Yeah, it goes with things. I got a song called Bobby's a Rockstar. It's kind of like based on actually Steve Tyler. Have you ever seen the interview with Joe Rogan where Steve Tyler kind of goes off and how popular and how big he is? And it's about Bobby the Rockstar, kind of like the version of using that character of Steven Tyler. It means it's about a guy that's never got any money because he was famous, but everyone took all his money. And eventually he takes the money back because everyone was, was stealing from him. And that's kind of like the Steven Tyler show. Kind of like story. Pretty nice. But it's a nice little song. It's called Bobby's a Rockstar. So, yeah. So I'm just kind of like changing my uh, fray of, of stuff I'm doing uh, and being less punk rock and more metal, I guess. I'm more creative on the uh, on the influence of trying to storytell more. And are you guys uh, recording right now or just uh, composing? <laughs> Uh, recording stuff, we're probably going to go into two or three different studios and uh, and keep on hammering out until the next six months. And my goal is that we'll start doing shows by March or April. If anything, hopefully South by Southwest, if we can get her help her friend Joey to help us out. Very good. That would well, we, we would be uh, very happy to hear some of the uh, sneak previews if you post it on. Oh, well, I will definitely have that as soon as I get a chance to get a studio and master them out. Awesome. You know I'll play them on my show. Hey, the question for Steve. Hunger, uh, Peter. For Steve, uh, well, I already asked him uh, when uh, Metal Church was established, but uh, I would say, like, uh, Steve, how do you see, uh, obviously, with this, uh, uh, we always talk about it, but with this pandemic uh, situation, like, do you see any bright future for you as a person uh, slash working with metal church or any other different uh, musicians or bands uh how do you see yourself uh well i see myself sitting in the driver's seat right now ready to fucking go <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready to go play a fucking show tonight man so uh all i need is a green light i mean you know i go play a show all by myself and you know i ain't gonna make any money or have any fun that way so only with 30 people yeah <laughs> Shit, I don't even think you're allowed to have me, are you? I didn't, I didn't, uh, but uh, I'm, just, I'm just sitting here. I'm, uh, uh, I'm working in the studio. As a matter of fact, I'm flying uh, in about two weeks to Vegas. Uh, we're, we're, we're in the awards show, uh, the Vegas Music Awards. Awesome. And uh, both, uh, nice. both my drummer, Alan, and myself, we're getting uh, Lifetime Achievement Awards uh, from the uh, Vegas Music uh, Academy. And... Uh, we're going to actually play a couple of songs, not Metal Church. We're going to uh, play with uh, a buddy of mine, Dan Crenshaw, and uh, uh, I think some other guys. And uh, we're just going to play like two songs. 
and uh, be part of the entertainment for the award show itself. Uh, and then I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to be staying there for a couple of extra days, or I'm going to fly in a couple of days early, and I'm going to be recording the bass tracks for the upcoming Metal Church release. Hey, Steve, do you want to ask any questions at all? Very good. Then. Very last question, Steve, for you. What are your main instruments that you like to play on the stage and uh, then recording studio? Uh, the instrument or the, the brand of instrument? No, in instruments like uh, like bass guitar, obviously. Then do you like to play guitar, keyboard? Uh, do you play anything else on the stage? Do you like to play anything? Well, I, mean, I, I play bass, I play guitar. I can I can fumble my way through a little bit of piano shit, you know, like chopsticks if you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I sing. He's a singer. Sing, okay. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Do you want to ask any questions to Peter or Kabat? Uh, no, no, not really. I think we covered everything pretty much, man. I mean, it's been great talking to you guys, and I uh, look forward to doing it again sometime. All right. Mary, are you good? Yeah. We got about an hour of time. Did you want to last any last follow-ups before we call it quits on the shop talk? Um, okay. And I know I've asked this from Peter before, so I'm going to ask Steve. If you could set up what you would think would be your ultimate show with other musicians, bands, alive or dead, who would be in that lineup? Oh, let's see here. So, on drums, uh, you know what? My buddy, my buddy and my drummer from Middle Church, Stet Howland, who is from Wasp and Lita Ford, mm -hmm. I, you know... Obviously, there's guys that are that are more well known, you know. Uh, but I, I would uh, opt to pick my buddy Stet Howland. Uh, Jesus, bass guitar. I would go with. Uh, oh my God, let me see here. Uh, what's the fucking guy for? Uh, was the guy that played for David Lee Roth for a while? Looking. Uh, oh shit. I think I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of the name. <laughs> Oh my god, what's going to be a Google question, I, I guess. I cannot believe I can't think of this right <laughs> Peter, now. Peter, do you remember who was the bass player for Van Halen? <laughs> Not Van Halen, it was David B. Ross, solo stuff. That's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, Sheehan, Billy Sheehan. Yeah. Billy Sheehan. Billy Sheehan, yeah. That guy's scary as fuck. I was at the MAM show backstage with him years ago, and he was like backstage just warming up and shit, and he's like, what's up, dog? And he hands me his fucking bass. I'm like, dude, get that fucking thing away from me after what I just witnessed. There's no way I'm going to fucking play dung, 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 dung after fucking what I just witnessed. Uh, so I would pick, uh, I'd pick him. I wish he had. Uh, as far as the singer goes, uh, I would either be the singer myself, or uh, I'd pick... Paul Stanley, nice. or Elvis Presley, damn good pick, yeah, yep. <laughs> and you can throw Britney Spears in the mix too if you want, because uh, <laughs> she's hot, alright, uh, and then guitar, my god, I'd have to go with somebody like, uh, Jakey Lee's a fucking monster, ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah, Jakey Lee's badass, uh, uh, what is it, John Sykes, or, uh, god damn, uh, Fucking uh, with the Jury's guitar player with the Neil Schoen. Yeah. Neil Schoen, that guy says more with one fucking bend than Ingvay does with an album. It's just the feeling that comes out of the way that guy plays is just. Keyboard, unbelievable. Keyboard players, any keyboard players that you like? 
keyboard players. Uh, let's see here. Be kind of popular theme metal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, goddamn, I would have to go with. Uh, I'd have to go with Journey's keyboard player. What the fuck's his name? Uh, I don't know what his name is, man. About to Google that one too. Yeah, It'll be a little Easter egg for for the for Thanksgiving. If you can Google and find out who that guy is, there it is. Hey Peter, you know you, you work with the damn people. Is it going to happen this year? Last news question. Okay, uh, uh, that is not going to be happening uh, in January 2021. It's going to be all online, uh, all the clinics and stuff. You know, so as we know, I'm a member of the name and as an artist. So, but. To answer the question, uh, uh, drummer Dave Lombardo, uh, uh, keyboard Derek from Dream Theater, mm-hmm. and bass guitar, bass guitar. Uh, I'd probably go with my other good friend, either Bjorn England, uh, who played with uh, uh, Ingray, uh, or Martin Anderson, or Bunny Bruno, uh, all three of my good friends. So. Okay, I'm gonna do mine real fast. Up names: singer from uh, uh, from Amstein, the not singer. No, no, uh, drummer Dave Lombardo of Slayer, because his double kick is phenomenal. I love it. Uh, good friend of mine. Uh, keyboard Derek. Uh, share again. Uh, it's hard to pronounce his name. Uh, from Dream Theater on keyboards. Derek, uh, my good friend, and uh, on bass guitar, either I would go with uh, Bjorn England, or Martin Anderson, uh, or Connie Bruno. So, it depends, you know, uh, how I would do it. If I was going to do like a, 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 a metal uh, genre, I would go with Bjorn or Martin. If I was going to do something uh, mixed, I would go with Bonnie Bruno. Bonnie Bruno is a, a, a Grammy nominated uh, oh, bass guitarist. Yes. So everybody knows him. So. Okay, and what about well, you, my, my, I'll just do it really fast. Uh, Singer wise, Bruce Dickerson. Nice. Still blows back. Still from, uh, I think it's Steve, still from, from Rockstar. If it was bass, Steve Unger. Obviously, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would take the guy from I don't know. I wish I liked him a lot, dude. Those those guys are so badass. Those a keyboard player, especially. I fucking love those. Those a keyboard player. Uh, singer was female, of course. Be the Brothers of Metal singer. Good lord, she's beautiful and can sing like crazy. Um, yeah, uh, guitar wise, I don't know. I like I like Kiss. I like Kiss. You know? So, so, all the guitar players for kids, who's your favorite? That guy. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the best guitar player kids ever had was Bruce Kulik. I didn't know him as well. You do him a lot better than I did. Yeah, Bruce, uh, technically, is playing circles around the other guys, but, uh, you know. No, Eddie Van Halen is considered one of the best guitar players of all. Yeah, right? like a person. I don't yeah. want to say that he's not. So. No, absolutely. He's fucking just the style, the style, I'm more of a Kiss guy versus mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen type. Yeah. Well, to answer that question, I try really quickly, you know, like say, I think we're almost done with the shop talk here. Any thank yous, any Thanksgiving wishes, any things you want to say, guys? Any last words? Yeah, everybody have a great Thanksgiving. I don't care. Uh, I don't care what my uh, governor says. I'm having a I'm having a shindig here at my place. There it is. Come and fucking rest me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring the I'll bring the stuffing. <laughs> yeah, you can go fucking march in the streets. You can't have Thanksgiving with your family. Go suck a dick. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, everybody have a 
a great no. Thanksgiving and safe <laughs> Thanksgiving. Be safe. Stay safe. Out there. We had it hot. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words, Mary or Peter? Okay, who's first? Go ahead, Peter. <laughs> okay, so let's say you may go. Do what? Mary, go ahead. Go ahead. Mary. Oh, okay. Yeah, everybody have a great Thanksgiving. I'll be doing a special Thanksgiving show, but it'll be on Wednesday instead of Thursday. It'll be on my radio show. Um, everybody stay safe, and we need more music. No kidding. Indeed. Any plugs? Any plugs? Any thank yous? Anything, anything going on, Peter? Last, 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 last of it. Okay, uh, the, everybody have a nice and safe, great, uh, great Thanksgiving. Uh, just stay safe, you know, stay, uh, you know, in social distance, stay inside if you can. I know it's hard to do, but safety and health is number one, you know, so that's uh, what I would say to everybody around the world, uh, especially in America, obviously. So, and... Uh, just uh, let's hope for some, uh, you know, uh, good news next year so we can get uh, uh, this coronavirus knocked the fuck down so we can make some motherfucking noise out there as a musicians with some great music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's, here's a tip. Here's a tip for uh, everybody scared of the coronavirus. Quit licking the stripper pole. <laughs> <laughs> Any last plugs, Steve Unger? I uh, just, uh, hey, everybody have a great time, have a great Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, uh, just just stay diligent, do what you do, be safe, if you're scared of the virus, that's fine, if you're not, that's great, I'm personally not, so uh, live your lives, man, live your lives, have fun, be positive, treat people like you want to be treated, and just be a good person, man, and uh, on a business side of things, we got some new metal church coming out here. It's going to be a live album coming Sin out. Sin Circus got a new video coming out. Sin Circus is they, their Sin Circus's uh, album was already in the can, but we're sitting on it right now yeah. until they can actually go tour it and support it. Yeah. So in the meantime, they're going to be. They've already released three videos. Great. And yes. here in the next probably four or five months, they'll be releasing the fourth video. Yeah. And hopefully by the time that video runs its course, we'll be able to get back to business as usual and we can yeah. go out and start kicking ass again. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody take care. I love you all. Thank you for all your time and listening and everything you guys do. Awesome. This has been Shop Talk, number two, Thanksgiving edition with Steve Unger, Peter, and Mary. It's been wonderful. I'm Troy Anderson with International Punk Kings and Bands for Bands International. Good night and be safe. And rock.